Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Senor Nerd Podcast. I'm here with Raul, Ramon. Um, we're going to talk about the latest episode, the fourth episode of This is The Last of Us. The Last of Us. <laughs> um, this is the, the Last of Us. That's not a bad name for it, though. Basically um, the same thing. Basically the same thing. But uh, the name of the episode is Please Hold My Hands. I was trying to figure out why it was called Please Hold My Hands. But if you guys maybe throughout the episode realize why it was called that, let me know. Or if anybody does figure out, feel free to comment. Um, this episode is directed by Jeremy Webb. Um, kind of looked at his things to see what he's done in the past. You know, sometimes you'll be surprised who directs an episode. Not that this one stood out, but it's just something that I kind of want to keep paying more attention to. Um, but overall, what did you guys think of uh, the latest episode of The Last of Us? Raul? Uh, <laughs> so uh, for this one, it kind of went to where you would th- typically think that like a post-apocalyptic type of show or episode or movie would kind of go towards where people run into other people and then kind of all the calamity that is involved with that because people want resources, people want to steal, people want to kind of, I don't know, be bad people to survive. Well, not not that they want to be, it just they, you have they to kind be. of have yeah, to be. Yeah, you have to so, be, yeah. So the, the, this is the, the first episode where it kind of leads into that where people... Where, where they run into just random other people in the wild that are trying to take what they have. Yeah, I mean, no, no, which no. that was what, towards, uh, like, towards, like, the last third of the episode. Um, I was kind of waiting for that. Obviously, you know, obviously every time we watch an episode and you see, like, the what's next and you kind of see a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of, you know, taking the, the title in mind going into it, I was kind of very speculating, like, what what's going to happen, how soon it's going to happen, and not because I want to rush the episode, but, you know, I think this one's probably one of the episodes that I was a little bit more, not going to say bored, because I definitely wasn't, <laughs> but it was definitely one of those that I was definitely more watching it and just kind of waiting and waiting, um, really kind of trying to overanalyze everything, because, again, to me, this is all new, you know, haven't played the game before, so how do you catch you know, Easter eggs or how do you catch little things if you really don't know a lot of it. But what was really cool, it was just the lead up to that part where Raul talked about, like, finally meeting that group of people. Um, and I think one of the coolest things getting there was just, like, seeing all the freaking destroyed cities, man, and, the, the yeah. like, the aftermath. Like, I think that's something that this show is going to carry through really well, and I know other shows have done that. Um, but I think in just us going along with the show for the first time, I'm enjoying it so far. No, no, man. I totally agree. Sorry, Ro. I totally agree with what you were saying, Ramon. I enjoyed the, you know, the scenes where they were driving and you were just kind of getting a sense of how much of destruction there was everywhere. You know, when the railroad, um, you know, you kind of saw the railroad falling apart. Uh, you saw these cars, you saw these like army vehicles just out on the side of the road. So I really liked that about it. I honestly could have seen like 45 minutes of them just driving across the country and show me more scenes like that. So I really did appreciate that a lot because it just showed you so much about what the chaos that happened. Um, but I did enjoy, like, you know, it does get to the point where Raul mentioned, like, you know, you meet the people, but I did enjoy the first 20 more minutes because, you know, it was kind of, again, I like the quiet episodes. I like the idea of them feeling like they're safe, but possibly they're not. Like when they were in the woods, I was waiting for something to happen. I mean, you have that shower, potentially you think like Joe hears something and you see a shot of him just kind of like with a gun rifle looking around. So I was already expecting somebody to like come up to them during that point. Obviously that didn't happen, but I really did enjoy the beginning. Cause I, I, I think that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in the journey. So the more you kind of show me, like, I don't want, 
like I know there's going to be a part two where we kind of left off, but I don't want a, an episode to lay too much in just one spot. I want them to just continue to keep moving and show me more yeah. about the country and show the destruction around and see how everybody else is adapting to the situation. I think it's kind of funny because once we actually got there, I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to learn new people. <laughs> like, you know, you're already kind of getting really into, I mean, you're really getting into these characters already. And, you know, going back to the title, like I really was trying to figure out where, where the title kind of fits into the episode. But I think like that intro of Ellie holding that gun, and, you know, playing on the mirror and like just kind of pointing at herself and then trying to act all cool and all this stuff. And then fast forwarding, and I know it's kind of skipping quite a bit, but fast forwarding to just the scene where like, Joel is kind of teaching her how to use the gun. That was kind of my biggest payoff for the whole episode that I almost didn't care what was going on with these people yet uh, until the very end when I'm like, okay, wait, wait, what's going on? <laughs> like, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and something that, that I've noticed about this show versus other like post-apocalyptic shows is like aesthetically, like this, this show really seems to kind of put a lot of work into it. Um, um, I was actually, so um, I'm a nerd, not just like with nerd entertainment, but like I listen to like sciencey stuff. So, so th there's a science podcast with, that, that I listen to, um, and they, they were uh, interviewing like a real like uh, like fungus doctor, scientist? Yeah. <laughs> expert, scientist? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, and one thing that that she mentioned uh, about the the show because it was specific to the show um, was that the the way that they showed the uh, like all the different funguses um how 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 like good it looked um and she did explain that like they weren't all kind of accurate to the type of fungus it's supposed to be but but that they all looked uh really good and and i'm kind of picturing the like that one shot in the in the basement or in the sewers uh, with with that one guy in the, like stuck to the wall um, mm. and, and stuff like that. So, so I'm I'm kind of getting all of that. But in in this episode specifically, kind of just the fact of they're, they're going from Boston, and uh, I guess they end up in Kansas City. But the trip there, they go through kind of country, kind of through like a lot of empty space, and then kind of through some uh, like urban area where where you see kind of all the cars around there, and then uh, that one shot where you see like a plane, like on crashed on that on that one hill and then just the the whole conversation that uh you see ellie and joel have uh in the car kind of you you it, it's it's a perfect depiction of how young people would be because they would have no idea what like a plane is That's because true. they currently don't have planes or she has no idea like what a cassette is probably because they probably don't have the mass-produced uh, batteries, radios, and uh, all of these things that we kind of take for granted now. Or or kind of like kids now, they, they don't know what a, like, uh, like a VHS is or anything okay. like that. So so it's kind of... Dude, don't give away how old you are. What are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you have to remember, even for them, like I think something that people have been pointing out on social media is like, hey, this apocalypse happened in 2002, so that, mean, that means they missed out on a lot of like records, a lot of uh, movies, oh, yeah. a lot of things that didn't happen for them. Like they, you know, iPhones were never created. Um, so it's kind of interesting because, you know, like other things that we take for granted every day, like they haven't even been created in that world. So technically they're living off any kind of technology that was invented up to 2002. So it's interesting because a lot of people would have said that I think some of them were complaining that some of them were saying that like Shrek hadn't even came out by that point, like maybe Shrek 2. So people are like saying like, oh my God, they're living in a world where like Shrek 2 hasn't even come out. So it's kind of sad if you think about it from that perspective. It's Dude, funny that you're pointing I, I, out. Yeah, go ahead. 
I, I didn't get my first MP3 player until like 2005 or 2006, and it was like like a half a gig, and it cost me over a hundred bucks. But I bet you it wasn't oh, a Zune, right, Carlos? No, was... I, 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 I had a Zune, which I, I loved. That Zune, yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, it's funny that you were mentioning about like the movies that hadn't been released because in one of those like um, kind of videos afterwards about the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Again, a lot of them really don't apply to me because I never played the game. But something cool that someone pointed out is that when they passed that one movie theater, one of the movies that was under was Underworld. So 2003, yeah, it's like one of those movies that we're very familiar with that we're like, holy crap, yeah, that was like freaking forever ago, you know, like 20 years ago. It was probably the first on the world, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, not to drop an insult into that franchise, but that's probably a good place for it to have stopped. (laughs) Just the first one. (laughs) The first one. (laughs) The first one, man. I love that movie. I mean, just in general, that whole genre was pretty good, too. And it's kind of just going along with it, you know, it's like the genres that really help us kind of relate more to that monster genre, but then also just getting more creative and, and just kind of doing, especially with this episode, you know, doing more things that are very possible now, especially through our experience of like the pandemic again and all this, it's, you know, things like this seem more realistic now, like kind of at least more plausible oh, yeah. and maybe just not necessarily zombies, but some sort of infection that somehow could just kind of, you know, take a whole lot of us. So. No, definitely. Man. I think we do take a lot of the things that we have today for granted. It kind of sucks, man, because, you know, again, there's going to be new technology in 20 years. And then, you know, we're going to still be thinking about like in the 2001s when we had 64 or in the 90s when we we're playing Nintendo. And like some of these kids are never going to know, know that. But it's just the way, I mean, the way we're moving with things. And I kind of I'm kind of glad that we grew up when we did, because, again, I didn't. If I would have been a child when some of this, like, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 were around, man, like, I would have never been outside at all. Like, I hardly got any exercise, like, probably as my youth, but I for <laughs> sure would have never left my house. <laughs> well, well I, I, as it is, um, I, like, I, I have a son. He's seven. Um, he's he's always um, – well, I purposely uh, – he started. He just started basketball, but he, he's an only child, so it's not like he's outside a lot, besides the, the fact that it's winter. But uh, but yeah, like it's it's I, I'm thankful for school, and then I'm thankful for for his cousins, especially when whenever he he goes over to his grandma's house, because he he gets to spend I mean, some time outside. I mean, I think they're still having I think they're still having babies, Rose. So I think you could still grow up in that world and have a cousin. So your son would <laughs> your son wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that also still goes along with the title, right? Like, I guess you are seeing Ellie experience a whole lot more new things to her that now that she's out of the the quarantine zone, um, no. and I feel like that's what it is, right? Like she she's kind of learning more and more and more. That's and, good, good job. Yeah, no, I see where you're going with this. Like you're holding her no. hand as you're taking her on this, yeah, guiding well, you her through the, through the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it was the funniest to me that I was like, okay, they're finally getting along and they're kind of finally building that relationship is when she pulls out that book of puns. Oh and God. she's cracking oh these terrible jokes and terrible puns. And he's clearly <laughs> being a smart ass back. So it's like already there, you kind of seen that they're forming that relationship no matter how much he's still making it seem. I think there was the one scene where I think he, not insults her, but he basically says like, you're still like baggage or like you're still like, you know, right? <laughs> you're a cargo. Your cargo, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you you've seen that relationship already develop that you know he's kind of like, kind of basically den- denying it just to kind of not show more affection towards her. But I think that's already been established. I mean, she fucking saved this life. Like we haven't yeah. even got into that part of the discussion. But yeah, that's. I mean, early in the beginning, he kind of like when he talks about like why he's going for his brother. I mean, he mentions his family, and you know, he kind of mentioned like for 
to him, she's just cargo and he's doing it because of Tess. But, you know, obviously, like to your saying, like she's playing her cards right by being emotionally more available with Joe so that he does start looking at her a little bit different. But if that book is a real book and it's not a bestseller, like the day after the, the episode <laughs> aired, like, I don't know, because even myself, like I want to go out and buy it because I did enjoy that scarecrow joke. Like I, I even, I went back to like, <laughs> to watch it, to listen to it. And I still found it funny the second time I heard it. <laughs> you haven't heard it before? No, I've never heard that. Oh no, Raul, his dad. Oh, yeah, dad. Dad. oh no, I think we talked about how like I just I'm missing that dad joke gene. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Um, my my son has has his own like dad joke book. Dad also. <laughs> yeah. No. Dude, I, I've never been a fan of sleeping in the woods. So you know, again, now you're putting in this whole like there's people that could come and take your stuff. There's like the zombies, even though he kind of like the clickers, even though he mentioned like clickers wouldn't really come out in that area they're at. But it's just like, man, though, this is like, when when can you get a good night's sleep, man? Like when in this world are you just able to like say like, hey, I'm going to sleep eight hours. I'm going to wake up and everything's going to be fine. Like, I don't, I don't know how that's even possible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he didn't sleep. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, true. I don't think he slept, though, because, I mean, remember in the morning, he was so focused on that coffee. And, you no. know, like, I don't know, like, he, he knows he probably just wanted her to, like, fall asleep comfortably somewhat. And then he totally just woke up, stayed awake, held that gun. And he's like, all right, come at me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, yeah, and, and I, I totally get it because it, it's it's I, I kind of sensed it from from when he was uh like trying to go to sleep or, or if, if you're trying to go to sleep, you kind of had a shot with uh, of him. Uh, he was laying down and you, you have a shotgun right in front of him. So, so the way that, that his face looked and that everything looked, it kind of gave me the impression that he was kind of paranoid. He was worried. And I kind of suspected that, that he was either gonna not sleep or get up at some point. So, so when that shot came out of him just standing with the rifle, looking around, it kind of, uh, it, it kind of told, well, for me, it kind of showed me kind of the paranoia that he has because he has been out in the world. He he did travel from, from Texas to Boston and, and he, he's been doing the runs and all that stuff. So, so he really understands kind of, kind of the dangers that there are out there besides like animals or whatever, but just people yeah. and or, or the, the infected. I mean, he did mention like if he was going to get a good night's sleep so that he could travel, like drive not only during the day, but in that and make it to their destination. And, you know, you know, as far as like their location they went to, they ended up in Kansas City. And then I looked it up, like how long Kansas City is to Wyoming is. So they only have like a nine hour drive. So for some reason, they're able to get out of that situation. They're currently in and getting another car like nine hours to me. That doesn't sound like that bad to me. That's like definitely like can happen in another episode. Again, assuming they're able to get another vehicle. I mean, honestly, like, he was in, what, the East Coast, and then he made it to Kansas City in, like, what at least seemed like a whole drive after they slept. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, if he did that, because I don't know how much that is, but I assume it has to be, like, nine or more hours. But if he did that, yeah, for sure, in the next, like, once they get a vehicle, obviously, we still got a whole story to go through in, in Kansas City. But once they're done there, yeah, if they get a vehicle, you're right, like, one day, and we'll be there. So, it's kind of exciting, too. I, I will say, one thing that that I kind of did ha- have a problem with is the fact that they were in Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I, I've driven from from here to to uh, uh, New York and New Jersey, uh, Rhode Island, and, like, I've never gone as far south as Kansas. Like, I've gone through um, Ohio, Pennsylvania each time, and... and you- 
you know Kansas City is actually in Missouri. Just just want to make sure you you're aware of that before you. Well, well Kansas, Kansas City is, is like right on the border of Missouri and Kansas. Okay, sorry, yeah. I didn't want you to be like Trump Missouri, and say yeah. like congratulations, and you know you don't even know where Kansas City is when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, just for any of our listeners, they're, funny, they're funny. not they're, they don't yeah, know where yeah, Kansas yeah, City is. Yeah, but yeah. if you go to Wyoming, Wyoming is kind of far north. Yeah, kind of further. They're going back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, it, so I, the the thing is, like, I, I don't understand why why they would have gotten so far south. Like the, the way that I try to rationalize it is because yeah. they, um, well, they try to one big uh, around like not the busy split places that might have wham bushes or something. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it just took me off a little bit. Because I do feel like the more you go north, the more you're probably dealing with more like bigger cities or bigger towns. So maybe they're saying like, "Hey, in order to avoid those kind of like big cities, we just go again." To your point, we go a little bit more like down south and up grow. At least that's the only like justification I could see. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, like you know, what I was thinking is like, man, these roads are so clear. And I mean, he dropped why they they were clear because the military people went through the the highways and like kind of spread the cars apart. But mm-hmm. I mean, you eventually reach to the point where. I think you would happen a lot sooner than when it did to them, where somebody would have a blockade, and then that's when you know somebody would try to steal your stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of like the the incident that gets us to like the uh, the main action of the episode. Which again, yeah. he had an opportunity to like go back, and I think he should have done that. But obviously, if he does that, we get a boring episode. But you know, who hasn't been in that position where you feel lost and you're like, maybe this will take me back to where I should be, and then next thing you know, you're screwed. You're like, where the hell am I? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then in, in the after show, uh, I think that they did did say that in the video game, like Pittsburgh, um, all, all that stuff Pittsburgh. happened in Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, which is in Pennsylvania, so it's uh, kind of sooner. Um, but but I think that they they also created these characters for the show, um, like the main boss lady and then the 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 bearded dude. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which looks really cool, honestly. <laughs> Something about how like the the group of people were already in the game, but not like yeah. those specific characters. Yeah. Which I don't know right. if you guys recognize that actress, but she saw from Rose Fargo, from Two and a Half Man. No, Two and a Half yeah. Man. Far, yeah. Fargo, yeah. Ramon. Fargo no, I know, but Two and a Half Man before that. Yeah, because yeah. she's been I, the annoying neighbor for the longest. I, yeah. I never watched Two and a Half Man, but like Fargo, it's just like season one. Like she's a sheriff, so it's just. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Another and, great show, man. If we could do an episode on that one day. Dude, and then Ooh. I didn't realize she was British. Her and uh, Ellie. She's British. Like, I that's what my wife pointed out that during the when they were doing the episode recap that she sounded British. So I think even Ellie might have been. If she's not British, she's definitely. Oh no, no, she was. Yeah, she, she, she was in Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Everybody. Well, that doesn't mean you have to be British to be Game of Thrones. I, I'm pretty sure everybody that was in Game of Thrones was British, or or, or at least from the UK. <laughs> Huh. Okay, Not I'm gonna Padre think Pascal. about. Not Padre Pascal. Yeah, yeah, The red Yeah, yeah. Are you saying Thorn people are meant to Col- be brown? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, so, so, so yeah. So then let's get into it because I mean, I, I feel like there was a lot of like resist. For me, there was a lot of resistance of again once they're in Kansas City. Like again, I, I, I obviously the first part when they kind of are gonna be encountered by those dudes, and he already knows it's kind of a trap, so he like just avoids it, and they have the shootout. It's pretty like awesome for like you know being part of that episode. But I think that, that was it for me. Like, which I mean, obviously I want to talk about that part alone. Like, you know, it's pretty great. Um, you know, there's the point where like he he's basically about to get choked out, <laughs> you know, and possibly lose life. And if it wasn't for Ali having that gun that he was so against. You know, that that, that kind of would have done it, which that was great because, 
you know, not only was it a big shock to him that she saved them, but then that she saved them with the gun. <laughs> and then came that whole other thing about like him kind of dealing with that situation of the gun. But I think that was like my favorite part outside of the travel time and the kind of paranoia about the people ahead of time was that. And then after that, I kind of lost not the interest, but I just kind of, I don't know. I want to hear more about you guys and what you guys think about once they're actually with the rest of the people and all that good stuff. I mean, with with me, I just want to talk about the scene you just pointed out where um, yeah. Joe's pretty much somebody has like a gun and it's like choking him out. Um, you know, I hate, I know Ellie, Ellie comes back like from behind and shoots him and then all of a sudden he starts like begging for his life. I hate that, man. I hate that. I hate like the idea of like me being in a situation where like you're obviously we're trying to kill him. Now they managed to get the upper hand and now what do you have left? Like you got to beg for your life and it's just, uh, you know, Joe. I feel like could have let him go, but I think he did a mercy killing. Cause at that point, like he even said, like, I can't feel my legs anymore. And I don't know if they would have been able to save him. Possibly they could have, but he knows that if he keeps him alive, he's going to tell them like, Hey, you got to be on the lookout for these people. So if you manage to take him out of the picture now, you don't have him being able to tell anybody else, like who exactly attacked him. Uh, but I, again, I just hate that. It just reminds me of like saving private Ryan and this whole idea of like not, killing the person and letting them go and then he just comes back to you and he hunts you and it's just it sucks man like again it just makes me i've never been to war bro you might have a little bit more to say about that but it's just i, I hate that i hate the fact that he had to like beg for his life and i think joe probably did a merciful killing and stabbed him right in the heart possibly i don't know yeah well, well with 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 that whole thing um i i thought it was pretty good foreshadowing kind of um in the in the gas station when when ellie's there um, kind of how how you mentioned Ramon about when she when she has a gun and she's pointing it at the mirror, um, and kind of like just playing with the gun and and taking it out and or taking out the the magazine and all that stuff and then, um, and then she puts it back in her bag and then, uh, you you skip forward to to when all that happened, um, and and she takes it out and and she kind of has to go through the the act of of shooting the guy that was that was choking out Joel, um. And then the fact that that she didn't kill him with the shot, and then she did save Joel, but but now you you have somebody that's injured, that's still conscious and begging for his life, and and yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, it's it's a terrible situation to be in because he's begging for his life, he's he's calling for his mom, like no. you hear him call for his mom, well, and then uh Joel sends uh Ellie like out of the room because and you you, you totally know you totally know what's gonna happen. Well and then what, you, you see her yeah. kind of wiping her tears um as yeah. and kind of trying to get over it super quick because it, in those situations you can't really be that type of emotional. Well, well you kinda just triggered me into realizing maybe why I even found that scene more of like really affecting to me was because that just happened in like real life with the cops that kill that one individual of the the four cops uh, and i'm mm -hmm. not trying to bring current events into this but you know essentially the cops like chase this one guy and you know he was screaming for his mom like mom like mom and it's just like they beat him like senselessless the police it's like now that you say that and you know i'm like i know this is fiction but it's just like now i'm kind of like putting it together with something that did happen in real life and it's just like again maybe i don't want to talk about this too much because it's just like it really did break my heart the fact that like this guy all of a sudden, like, he's just, like, begging for his mom, and it's just, like, what do you do? And, like, I would hope that if I'm in that situation, like, honestly, if I was trying to kill somebody and they get the upper hand, like, I mean, what can you do besides accept reality? If they take mercy on you, that's on them. But it's just, like, it sucks, man. It's just, again, it's, the stuff of war that I don't like thinking about. 
But it's, I mean, I think we, we see that in a lot of other like movies and shows and stuff like that. And it's like, I mean, it's, it's kind of a forewarning. It kind of, if anything, it teaches, it, it shows you that Joel is really smart and he knows what's up in the world. Because, yes, anyone else feeling compassion at the last moment and letting that guy live, that guy could have turned around, like you said, he'd have turned him in. Or even that right moment, if he had another knife or another gun, he would have shot him. Like, I don't know why right now when you were just talking, I thought of, like, Attack on Titan. And there was, like, that one scene where, I mean, it was so long ago, I can't even remember names. But, anyways, basically the same thing, too. They were letting one of the kids go from that other city and the second they let him go he shot one of the main characters and oh so gabby. Yes, gabby gabby go and, yeah and then she and spoiler there when she she, she shoots uh sasha yeah 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 oh, oh yeah. my god yes but see that's what i'm saying like and, and I, I know i've seen it in other movies and other shows and again it, it is a thing that you know maybe if you're facing that like how much are you thinking about that situation but that again that's where it comes like joe's experience comes back to it like he knows he's probably been through this a few times and he just kind of knows right they they were they were the ones setting the trap they were there ready to kill him or do whatever they needed to do to him so he just i'm sure he probably kept that in the back of his head and just you know there's nothing really you can do it's like either protect themselves or let that guy survive and then possibly risk your life that's a good yeah. that's a good part man yeah, yeah, and then uh, honestly, I, I think that was like a brilliant thing to to do, even though it's it's definitely hard to watch, uh, because it, it definitely is like an uh, ethical dilemma. Because like, w- what do you do in that situation? Do you try to try to keep a clean conscience, conscience, and and try to save this guy, take him to his mom or whatever, and then have them kill you or and, and Adley, or or do you kind of go through with with killing him or leaving him or whatever? And then either way, he's gonna die if you leave him, or or if you kill him there. So so it's definitely like a big ethical dilemma, um, and and it, it's it's definitely not an easy situation to be in, whether you're you're the guy begging for your life, or or if you're Joel, kind of uh, there with with this fourteen year old kid, um, that that just shot this guy, and then uh, trying to keep her alive, and and kind of doing what you have to do to in order to do that. So it's it's not easy a situation to be in. And I think that they played it like beautifully because I, I, I like the fact that they didn't show him doing it, but like you knew Don't what was know. happening. And and you kinda saw Ellie's reaction of her kind of crying and then trying to get over it super quick. And and like him not even trying to control her really in any way. Um and, and, and just kinda asking if if like she's okay and then she kinda like bottles everything up kind of the same way that joe would have done what, it anyway yeah what threw me um, off is like um when oh like after that remember how he's trying to console her because he's like oh it happens like when you first do oh, it the first time but then yeah, she says right. she already killed somebody like i wonder who yeah, that was her first time yeah, yeah. So, so i guess there's a comic book that explains how she got bit and how she had a best friend so i don't know if maybe that comic oh, okay, book okay. touches on her possibly either that's killing, awesome. k- killing a real person or killing a clicker but i'm sure we could find that out man um yeah you know what i was gonna say is that you know after that plays out we kind of meet some of the bigger players in the episode again we go back to the lady that's in charge the one guy with with the salt rifle that you really like how he looked um i don't know if he's an actor that i just cannot recognize him because he has that long beard but um, I do want to say that for this episode, I never went out of my way to, like, watch any YouTube videos. I haven't seen any other podcasts. I haven't really looked into it. I don't even know if people really enjoy the episode or not, if I'm being honest. Like, I didn't go through Twitter and start looking at fans' reactions. Um, but what I want to say is, like, 
I was a little sort of confused on what was happening with that side of the storyline. Like once we meet these other people, it kind of took me a little bit of a while to like piece all the pieces together myself of like what's happening. Like I guess the understanding is that they just revolted against Freda. So now they're the ones kind of like in charge. Um, and they're kind of like, you know, that doctor that she's initially interrogating, like he possibly was the one in charge. And now he's kind of, or, or like, I don't know, like, I guess, I guess I need more of you guys just to see, like, if you guys were able to pick up the pieces. Cause again, I did not go to my way to look at, at anything. So, and I kind of did, I think this episode alone did like a poor way of explaining to you, like why this yeah. happening. So maybe the second one will explain to you more. Cause I have no idea why they're looking for that guy or that kid. I mean, he kind she kind of mentions like. Somebody her snitched brother, and got right. her brother killed. Yeah. But still, like, I just feel like this episode did not do a very good job at selling you on what was happening on that front of the with the other people. Yeah, and and I wonder how much of that was also on purpose because they they kind of want you to figure out like who's the good guys, who's the bad guys, and they they probably want to keep that somewhat ambiguous. But from from what I understood, um, yeah, the, the doctor was either part of the like governing council or or something, um. Um, back when, when the, I guess the government was still in charge and then they, they did revolt, uh, because her brother got being, uh, got beat to death or something in the, in, in, in the cell or in the jail. Um, and now, uh, it, even though it wasn't the doctor's fault, um, she thinks that he knows where Henry is and Henry was involved in, in the brother's death right? Yeah. 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 And, and the, the Henry guy has a kid. Um, so, so I don't know if she's involved in any way with the kid or, or with the Henry guy, but, but she really wants him dead, probably like as a revenge thing. And she's willing to, uh, kind of do anything in order to do that. And she's trying to gain support from, from the crowd, uh, and from everyone else trying to make him yeah. seem like he's a threat to all of them instead of just her wanting revenge. Um, and kind of it, it mirrors kind of like pretty much every uh, like coup that you have in, in, in countries where you have like a, a repressive government and then uh, people revolt and then the, the new regime yeah. kind of ends up being the same as the the one that just took power or worse in some yeah. cases. I mean, yeah, you got that definitely happening like in the Middle Eastern with, you know, Afghanistan and Iran. People are like really protesting a lot of things and you see people yeah, getting... Or, or, or in Cuba because you had... You had uh, Bautista as the dictator, and then Castro comes uh, supposedly to to re rebel and, and free the country, and he ends up being an, another dictator there. Yeah. And and it's happened all over Latin America and and Africa, Middle East, yeah. and, and yeah. all over the place. And like something that I know this episode again, I'm hoping this is where I'm gonna kind of like pass it to you, Ramon. But like you know, this episode I was kind of like wondering the whole time, like how come there's not any like clickers or infected or I'm not seeing the fungi anywhere. And I think when I saw the preview for the second episode, they kind of maybe are going to drop more dialogue as to the reason why. I mean, obviously we know that they're coming, which is another big thing that I'm confused about as to like how that situation is coming about them coming from underground. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ramon, like what, what is your take with this whole military girl with the whole them not having clickers? Like, or even dumb, if you want to even touch on that point, the fact that they're coming from your, the basement, like what, what well, is like your understanding? I think that was the that? only exciting part about that last part of the show is just seeing like dumb go, like you know him showing her, it's like hey, we got something to worry about, and shows them or shows her this like like freaking freaking ground that's pulsating, and you, you know like there's something coming, and I think that was like the most exciting for me because. Yes, I wasn't as like captivated by that story that was going on. And again, I, I kind of caught on to it a little bit. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not like Raul said, it's the whole thing about 
um, that other guy kind of whistleblowed or just kind of told something, and then therefore the, the brother got killed, and she's just basically trying to find this dude, who clearly you find out he has a son. So it makes that story more interesting, because then him and Joel and Ellie meet up at the end with the kids, so you know that's going to be more <laughs> of a, like, maybe, like, you know, father-daughter, father-son survival mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, because I mean, she was already talking about, like, oh, did he call people for reinforcement? So that was yeah. already even put in her mind, so... Which is just crazy because you see that he didn't. Like, I mean, as far as we know, no. it looks like he was just hiding out with his son, like somewhere in an attic for a little while. And then, you know, somehow stumbled onto Joe and Ellie. But no, I mean, I, I, as far as that story goes, like, I think I also didn't find myself like very captivated by it. I just it wasn't necessarily about like, I guess I needed to be more going on to me. That wasn't just about someone's sibling that had died. And I think that's where I kind of felt the misconnect because we don't know them yet. So I'm like, so if that girl's like brother died, you know, this other little young guy just died too <laughs> to Joel's hands after like trying to kill him. Um, so maybe, yeah, it is perhaps one of those things that obviously the second episode is going to explain more or sorry, the following episode is going to explain a little bit more. And maybe we'll, we'll kind of see what the, um, the directors, producers and all that stuff were thinking as far as how to close the gap. But I mean, it kind of leaves you wanting a little bit more and i think that's where i'm at right now it's just like okay well tell me the story like like what what is going on and then i don't know see how that ends like how they finish that little bit of story because you know they're not going to stay in kansas city the whole time so i really want to in my head i'm like all right come on give it to me come on what's going to happen uh but i'm sure it'll involve some crazy like fungus zombie thing because didn't yeah. you see in the preview there was like this big dude oh yeah, muscular. yeah. oh yeah and and i yeah. don't want to say that the, the, the that lady's not a good leader but just the fact that you're taking your personal reasons yeah, yeah exactly, away, exactly to say like hey let's not worry about this problem even to, yeah. me, to be like the priority like hey clearly there's a reason why kansas was not having any like of these clickers so now you're having the potential you know they're coming from underground like why not seal the building why not blow the building why not do something to stop it from spreading because i mean once they spread you know that whole civilization is going to be like kind of like oh yeah downfall and 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 i don't get it i don't understand like how clickers could be coming underground i don't understand if maybe the city kansas city put all the infected in the basement and now somehow they managed to survive and now they're finally strong enough to get out of there um so i so i'm really curious man i really can't wait for there to be like a really good explanation of how that's possible Unless it's yeah, different, it, that thing was huge. So yeah, and yeah. and with, with this episode, it definitely did seem like it was more of a setup episode of yeah, what's yeah. to come with with the whole group in in Kansas City, and then especially with that pulsating floor, um, that and and then the preview that they had with that big old infected dude, yeah. uh, it, it's it's. It, it kind of gave me um, Resident Evil vibes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it yeah. gave me Gears of War vibes because, like, that's how the locusts oh. come. They come from the ground, so it's like it gave me perfect Gears of War. War yeah, vibes. I didn't play a lot of Gears. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, even after that, again, I think you just kind of get Joe and um, Ellie. They're trying to find higher ground, so you know, I mean, this episode was forty-five minutes, so I mean, there isn't like too much to like shoe on. Uh, but yeah, they, they find this building and, you know, they're trying to get to higher ground so they can kind of get an idea of the city. Um, is there anything you guys want to touch on before, you know, the final moments of that episode? I, I, I do wonder how, how the Henry dude and, and the kid, like how they Snuck got around the, the glass thing. Yeah. I mean, my own explanation is that they were already there and then they just waited for them to fall asleep to surprise them. Cause, uh, yeah, like, I oh, mean, Joe, Joe was nice enough to like drop the, the broken glass, which, you know, if you're going to do that, go sleep in the other room. Don't just drop the glass and sleep right in front of it. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. That, that's my only note to Joe. 
<laughs> you tell them. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think as far as that, at the end of that, it was definitely that. I, I, but you know what? Like, I was thinking about it because I wasn't able to, uh, like, kind of hang out with you guys for when you guys went over that third episode. Um, you know, I guess we can't have the same formula, right? Like, I think I mentioned to you, Carlos, in, in real life when we were, saw each other the other day. Like, I really like how the show has been, like, treating the show so far, right? First episode, they really make you fall in love with Joel's daughter. You know, by the end of the show, they killed her off, right? So that that's a story they developed for many reasons, obviously, because they had introduced us to, like, the, the world, the story, what was going on. But then ultimately, we still had a character we were really hyper-focused on, as well as him, again, made you fall in love and then killed her off. Second you episode think they're going to kill the kid? No, 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 but, but, okay. but, but just, no, no, but no, but I'm saying, but, but in general, and then the second episode was more exploratory. I'm trying to get out of the city, like kind of moving. Right. And then third episode, which again, I didn't get to participate on um, as far as you guys talking about it to me was the same thing too. Right. They really mm-hmm. just gave you another insight of another story. They really broke it down for you. They made you fall in love with these characters. And at the end, it's kind of like, you know, freaking made you cry. <laughs> um, but, but I definitely don't think this is where this is going. I think this is more of like, Let's set it up so we could fucking kill them all. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to say that. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like, cause if it wasn't part of the game from according to what people say, like, you know, maybe that's the ultimate plan. Like, give you a little bit, but not enough to get attached to these people. Like, I don't, I don't uh, feel attached to anybody. No, and I do think, like, this episode kind of had it tough because, you know, we just had what I think was probably going to be end up being, like, the best episode of The Last of Us. Um, you know, everywhere I started, people were yeah. just scoring it like so high and it's a tense. It's like, how do you come from that episode and just, you know, deliver another 10 plus like episode? So I do think this show just kind of like this episode never really had a chance to like, uh, as far as our expectations. Had this episode been the third episode, I think it probably people would have started already getting kind of like a little bit nervous about the show. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, is this show like, you know, gonna be able to deliver? But, um, you know, just the fact that again, you need these episodes for them to just kind of set the plot. And I think the next one's gonna be a little bit more heavy. I am excited for it. And I don't know if you guys heard this, but, um, the next episode is actually gonna drop on Friday. So. Friday. Yeah, because of the Super Bowl, they don't because they don't want to do they don't want to compete with the Super Bowl on Sunday. So there's a really good chance that we could watch the next episode on Friday and then immediately talk about it. Uh, So I'm actually excited the fact that I don't have to wait too long to be able to see what happens. Yeah, you got to send me a reminder. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I really, I really, I think that's what it is. I think it's more of like I'm setting up a somewhat kind of somewhat a little bit interesting story, and then ultimately it's just like you know you're not going to stay there. Like they're not going to stay there. So I'm Dude, just kind of curious to see what happens next. And I don't care about anybody but Joe and Ellie. And then everyone else can just, you know. Are they going to make us like this Henry guy and this kid and then kill them off too? I don't want to anymore. I'm done, man. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I just like, I'm like, you guys aren't part of the story. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. The best thing that could happen to them is like they get away and then they're going on their own separate path. But again, it's just like it if everybody... It is HBO, and people do need to get murdered. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I mean, again, I don't really have anything more to add. I don't want to hate on that, but I think I'm going to wait to them. No, not at all. all No, I want to wait till they're all completed before I can say, like, which one was my least favorite, and we can actually have, like, a full discussion about the whole season. Uh, But right now, I ain't going to put a pin on it, saying, like, this was probably my least favorite one, maybe because of the runtime, maybe just the fact that it left me wondering a lot of things. But I do feel confident that by the next one, like, everything's going to fit. It's almost going to be like, if you see episode four, go immediately into episode five just so that it feels like a one long episode. And probably so 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 that it makes a little bit more sense because the the the, the first episode is to kind of set everything up and then the, the second to we'll stand to, alone and yeah, yeah. to kinda explain like why everything was happening. 
turn on with a whole movie within the show. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. No. Well, no, no, oh, well, beautiful though, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that one, is amazing. No, yeah. uh, I mean, again, that's kind of like our our thoughts on the latest episode of The Last of Us. Um, I do want to kind of like continue to talk about something else. I know Ramon, you watch a movie that I'm actually interested. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was to say, I, I I've been trying to mean bring this up, but I was waiting towards the end before we get into that. But obviously, you you must already know what you're going to talk about. Okay, have you guys seen the clip for SNL with the Mario Kart? Last of Us. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, I, I, I saw the episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So oh, earlier yeah. when we were talking, when I think Euro was talking <laughs> about how like the, the, the fungi, like the all, all the whole entity of the fungus is spreading and how there was like the one person like kind of with the fungus coming out of it, like against the wall. And, and yeah. then I, I remember watching the, the clip for that, for the SNL, like Mario Kart, like Padre Pascal, The Last of Us. And all I could think of was Mario Brothers. Mario like, Mario, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's that whole thing. It's that same thing too when you were talking earlier. I just, I just didn't want to take a huge tangent and be like, you know, you, you keep talking about the 1990s, like Mario Brothers, like, uh, you know, like that movie was basically that. Like, just fungus spreading <laughs> everywhere. And you just have these bomb bombs everywhere. And you have these all, you know, it, it, so the, like this, I love that SNL did that. Because it's probably one of the better like uh, yeah. skits that I've seen lately that really ties a lot of these references together. No. It's great. <laughs> and, and and not that I didn't like that 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 clip that they showed, Roman, but I just yeah. goes back to what conversation me and Raul were having about. I feel like SNL should have a little bit more like better writers because if they were smart enough, they should have exactly tied it to that 1992 Marvel yeah. movie. Like they should have just tied it to that. Because <laughs> um, it's just like a missed opportunity. Like you still got the guy that's like the Last of Us, and the whole episode is revolving around like fungi, and then there you go, you got this Mario movie where the world whole world's covering fungi. Yeah, and it was great too, but it's just the similarities. And even when Raul, when you're talking about it, I just keep thinking of that. Just like it's spreading all over the place, and it's this <laughs> entity that consumes everything. Um, but you know, yeah. So yeah, before you moved on, I'm like, I had to say that. I just, no. I love that clip. I thought it was pretty hilarious, but it never reminded no, me of, just... of Mario Brothers from the month. No, and since yeah. we're giving SNL love, uh, you know, because I did think a lot of the clips with Pedro because Pascal were actually really, really funny. I do recommend you guys watching the one where he just wakes up out of the coma and he's just like, oh yeah, he t- oh he's yeah, talking- we talking weird he's talking weird i really yeah. highly recommend that one i normally don't say like go oh, watch snl but you know that is a really funny clip if you want to see some funny stuff with pedro Pascal. no, no I, I will say it was definitely like a good episode it, it's probably one of the the best uh episodes in, in the recent time that, that they've had um, uh-huh. I, I i will say though like the, the, the this this mario thing that they did like i love when they do that because i don't know if you if you guys ever saw the one with uh um What's the name? The the guy from Stranger Things that, that he did the Ask of the Grouch thing. Oh um, yeah, that was yeah, 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 like a dark kind of playoff of the the Joker. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, uh, David Harbor. Uh, Harbor, yeah, 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 Mister. Yeah, so uh, I I, I kind of got the, the like similar vibes, like yeah. like w- with this dark thing of a like of of a popular like kids thing. But they make it dark and adult, and and I, I just love when they when they do that, and I think it's, <laughs> it makes me want want them to actually do a real movie like that. <laughs> I, I think going back to that clip for the Mario Kart one, it was the funniest one when she's like, and if you or he was like, if you go too fast, you go off the road, and she's like, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> and the guy in the cloud brings <laughs> you back. The vision pole. No, no, I don't know. It was the uh, like absurdity of that game, and if you think well, it's reality, it would be like what. <laughs> No, well, you know, normally I ask you guys like what you watch, but Ramon, you actually watched something very specific that we knew when we did see each other, we didn't talk about it and I didn't ask you anything about it. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it, but I think you saw Black Panther um, kind of forever this weekend. Yes, I did. Yeah. 
For the first time? For for the first time, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but you know what? I stand by that decision. I stand by that decision. I just watched it. <laughs> it. It was the day after the brewery. Like, I came back home, and I watched and I was really tired. You know, I was a little out of it. Um, I watched it. I was fully awake, though, and I finished watching it. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go see it in theaters. And you know what? It's weird because, you know, for all those listeners – like I, I think all three of us like use. I mean, still love, but used to love going to the theaters a lot. <laughs> For me, it was yeah. like, definitely growing up. It was just you know. I mean, again, we're still like '90s kids and at heart in 2000s and stuff because we've gone through like the '80s, '90s, like 2000s and all that stuff. But it's like at the prime of me being like middle school, high school, like movies were my life. Going to the theater was just one of those things, you know. Like go to Tinseltown, go to anywhere that you can, and it was like a whole getting away from home, getting away from your parents, and. It sucks to say that now I'm just not as excited when there's movies coming out because, you know, before that was the only way you could watch a movie, you know, or sometimes you would have to wait like months, almost a year for the movie to release. And that's even like still having to go to Blockbuster again, damn, talking about our age, <laughs> uh, but having to go to Blockbuster and rent them. And it was just such a thing. And now, like, it doesn't feel as terrible to, like, miss out on something. And then a few months later, there it is. Yeah. And yeah, so anyways, going back to the movie, I watched it. Um, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of components that I enjoyed of it, obviously, um, which I'll touch on in a second. But I think overall, my reaction was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mind that I didn't miss it. And I think part yeah. of it with that was that there was so much to it that I felt like was missing, right? Like everything about it, like I felt like with just with um, not more. You didn't like, know Chad Postman died, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I mean, kidding. That was a, no, okay. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying, I think that was like one of the biggest things, right? You go from having such a a great, I don't know, like maybe iconic movie because it's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies that they're that from the yeah. MCU there's ever been. Um, from yeah. having such a strong actor character be portrayed, and knowing that like Namor, like Namor was supposed to fight him, and that was like in the comics, like that's his like person that he's fighting yeah. against, and he yeah. kind of gets his little baby sister, you know. Um, that was one thing that I didn't love. I, I, I kind of. I mean, I guess this is more me at heart, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way, but it's, like, not just relating because of the Mesoamerican, Mexican, like, aspect to their culture, but it's just, like, he's definitely an anti-hero, and they show that from the very beginning. Like, he's not a villain, and I was sitting here fighting with Kiara, because she's like, yeah, why are you so upset? I'm like, he's not a villain. Like, he's clearly saying that he's just simply trying to defend his people from, like, the, the you know, the topsiders or whatever he was calling them in the movie. And, yes, he wants to kill all of them. But, come on, like, he's still doing it for his yeah. people. Um, and, and, you know, so then I guess Wakanda kind of taking that role of, like, hey, you know, we can't let this happen. And they're thinking more globally and also for themselves. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it was just, it, it, it should have been bigger than what it was. You know, yeah. it's kind of like no, a little battle before, like, a big fight that should be happening. Yeah. No, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and, like, defend the movie experience, man, because I was one of those people that when HBO announced they were going to drop all their big movies on, on the oh, service God. on HBO Max, like, I actually, Warner Brothers, when they announced it, like, I was actually very positive about that, so I understand what you mean about, like, yeah, having yeah. this experience from the couch of your home, but there are movies, man, that I would say that you almost regret or wish oh, of course. you had oh, yeah, in the movie absolutely. theater. Like, for example, like, I just saw Top Gun, like, not too long ago, and, like, oh, yeah. holy, holy smokes, man. Like, I was sweating, and I, and I don't have, like, a... I have a big, like, 75-inch TV, but I don't have, like, surround system. I don't have... And I think that's the piece that I was missing for that movie. But even so, like, I was just sweating watching that movie. And I do want to say, like, Black... Like, I haven't I haven't been so favorable with the Marvel movies these past couple of months. And even Black Panther, like, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, it wasn't the greatest as far as, like, action scenes. I really couldn't tell you, like, oh, let's go back and watch that action scene because it was just so awesome. It really wasn't there. I mean, it was yeah, more about like, characters, and it was more about drama. 
Um, but I will say like that one, seeing it in a movie theater, it did bring you a little bit more joy to be with other group of people. Because again, you're kind of experiencing like the passing of uh, Chad oh, Boseman. Yeah. And, and, and the, when re- that re- like, I think my wife might have cried twice. Oh, I possibly the, uh, cried once. Well, not just during the Rihanna song, but there's other yeah. parts of the movie where it's like, oh my God, it touches on your heartstrings. I think just the possibility that it's just like, we're all human and we can all, you know, die of something. And it's just, um, again, I don't want to say that that movie was like not not my favorite one or like not the best, but you know it could have probably been better. It would have probably been better if had cho- uh, both both um, Chadwick not died. Uh, but you know I agree with a lot of things that you're kind of saying, Ramon. Like it, you know, yeah, it and wasn't it was- like something like like amazing that you know you everybody needed to go see. I mean, they didn't make close enough money to what the you know, original Black Panther yeah. did, and I don't know what that's just about. Well, the, the original, movie. I think, it made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, yeah. and that's what it is, right? Like, I'm not sitting here that it was, like, a, a bad movie, but it, it's, I, I think it's, just, it's too close to the first one that there's not enough differences to, like, really kind of make it stand on its own outside of, like, no more, like, that, that great, again, kind of introduction of the first mutant. Like, to me, that's obviously, if we want to talk oh, about, yeah. like, the great things about the movie, there's so many great things, things that I geeked out about that I really love seeing. Again, not only just because, again, we can relate a lot with just that kind of Mesoamerican culture, but it's just, I think, in, in general, yes, it had a lot of great aspects of it, but outside of that, for me, still left a lot. And I think I wasn't too no. excited about anything because it was just, you know, it was still continuing what the other movie was about it, it it shadowed a lot of what the other movie was about you know even like at the end when you know they had to select the new king or queen and it's like she kind of <laughs> leaves that un, unsettled which you, you know why because then the big surprise to me was that you know uh, uh song yeah no tachala song was like oh yeah alive. Like he had a son yeah. like that was freaking yeah. crazy you know but yeah i mean i i, I think that's the same for me it just felt a little short uh, I didn't mind missing it, but yes, I agree. I still love movies. I still love going uh, to them. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one. I, I mean, the last movie me and you saw, just to, you know, let people know that we do support some of these smaller films, was the one where the basement and it's underground. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Which one? Uh, Barbarian. We went to Barbarian. Barbarian. Oh, uh, how was it? I did not... I was, it was crazy. I, 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 I wouldn't watch more movies, but I don't like watching movies uh, like no. on my own because I, I want to talk about them. So, that one so took me for a ride. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can do it now because, like, now we, with the podcast, um, I can actually watch it and then talk to you guys about it. Let's do it. I'm going no. to plug in my computer real quick, but keep going here. Okay. No, no. And, you know, Raul, something that I wanted to tell you is, like, you know, I wasn't too hyped up for the new Ant-Man movie. It was one of those things, kind of like same feelings Ramon was just mimicking. Like, I'm going to mimic some of the feelings Ramon just had, where I was just kind of like, you know, Disney Plus is doing a good job of putting them, like, 45 minutes after the theoretical release on Disney Plus. 45 days? Yeah. Is it 35 <laughs> or 45? 45 days. You said yeah. minutes. <laughs> oh, sorry. 45. 45 days. Oh, my God. 35 <laughs> minutes would be amazing. <laughs> But it was one of those things where, like, I was not looking forward to seeing it. Like, some of the trailers have not done it. I actually love the first Ant-Man. I saw it twice. It's probably one of my favorite MCU movies. I like everything about it. The mm-hmm. second one was a big disappointment. I just felt like they didn't know what to do with the character. And the reason why I feel like I did love the first one a lot is because um, technically some other – I forget the name of the screenwriter that did um, – Scott Pilgrim, he actually wrote a lot of it before he dropped out of the movie because he was a, he was going to be directing it, which I think that's probably a reason why I do love a lot of the first Ant-Man. 
But the second one was just a big disappointment for me. And this third one just has not been like the trailers have not done a good job of selling it. But like now that we're doing the podcast, what you were saying, Ro, I think we should actually go out and see it if possibly like the next day after it comes out, like if not Friday, Saturday, so that we can get out of there and just immediately come and record together and actually talk about it. And Ramon, if you, you know, oh, that's different. Know yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, to your point, like Ramon, like, yeah, some of these Marvel movies is just, um, you know, they're starting to feel a little bit too cookie cutter, all of them. And I yeah. need to see like a little bit more different things being done with them. And that's more where it was, you know, like us growing up, like, oh, my God, especially us being into like comics growing up with those like crazy cartoons. And, and I think, you know, Spider-Man, things, X-Men, Batman, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, like if I can like for people listening, like if you can, I mean, I'm sure you guys all have things you relate to that is similar, but it's like the feeling of seeing something come to life and like live action. Nothing could beat that. And, you know, so the excitement that we had, like, growing up and watching these, and, and it was still the same, right? But if you present to me a movie of something I haven't seen in a while or something that's from a cartoon or something that's from, like, you know, not just nostalgic, but just something that is coming to fruition in a live-action movie or even an animated movie, but just in a full, like, cinematic movie, I get excited about it. But I think, yes, with the MCU, with a lot of these other, like, movies that are kind of, you know, sequels, like, you know, the third one and all this, like after a while, it does kind of, you know, the excitement's not quite there. You kind of have a feeling what they're going to go. You have a feeling what they're going to do and not saying to take away from it and you shouldn't support them because obviously we want the movies to keep coming. But yeah, it's just sometimes you just kind of don't feel the same about them. Um, and again, I, I, I love being excited about movies. And I think before I used to be more into like seeing all the trailers like ahead of time. Like I know me and Carlos yeah. we used to share that a lot, like mm-hmm. share just trailers back and it, forth. And now it's like, you know, you tell me about it. I'll get excited ever, once I see it. Did, <laughs> yeah. did you ever go see Avatar in the in the movie theater? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Avatar, exactly. So I mean that that's Oh, so you did see it in the movie theater. Yeah, I, I saw okay, it in the movie theater. I would because I would have hated if you would have been telling us like I saw this at home and I didn't like it. Because like, dude, again, you're kind no, of no, no, no. this movie. You do need to spend the money and actually like go and. But see But I think it, that's so. the opposite. I think that's a movie you should go see in the theaters. Maybe skip exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, you should. Yeah. And and that's the thing too. And it's like you know, again, not not really speaking to that but i think that one i had a feeling that one i had a feeling that you know all the time all the money invested into it was going to be more of a cinematic experience and really at home no matter how big your tv is like no matter how good your surround sound system is it's just never going to be the same you know and that that was definitely like that to me Uh, i don't know if you read like the group text that we had going on this morning and i had already heard the news but did you see how like amc is trying to charge you more for sitting in like the middle of the road still work yeah yeah it, it's freaking ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why they would even try. It's just like them trying to make more money, but it doesn't make sense. Like, from a guy that likes to sit on the edge of the seat so that I'm right by the exit, like, you're not going to affect me because you're still going to get the same amount of money. But I don't get why you would charge somebody, like, a dollar more just for sitting, like, a little bit more closer to the middle. It just it, makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, like, without getting into, like, other topics like that too too in-depth, but it's, everyone's just trying to monetize on anything they can, right? And they're seeing that it's so hard to get people in there sometimes, and I'm sure, like, even for us, it was a luxury when they first started doing assigned seating. Remember, like, before assigned seating, man, if you were in there, like, freaking half an hour before these big movies, like, not even, sometimes, like, even, like, an hour before these big movies, uh, you were kind of just really missing out. You were stuck, like, sitting really on the edge, far back or really far forward. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of makes sense that ultimately they would have thought of a way to be greedy that way um, or at least, you know, kind of ruin the fun. I think I would still pay for that middle C if it was a movie that, again, I'd be excited about. Yeah. Anything else? I think, I'd the be pro- like, yeah. 
I think the problem is you're going to find out that people are going to pay for it and not realize that they're paying extra for that, oh, you know, yeah. just for like sitting in the middle. But um, you wrote anything you got going on, man? Sorry, I didn't need um, to. Well, yeah. no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'll, I'll comment on this, too. So so, so with, 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 with theaters, like, I, I love going to theaters. If, if I could see every movie in the theater, I probably would, but it, it, it gets expensive. Uh, but, but yeah, like, I saw Avatar in theaters. I'm so glad that I saw it in theaters because I, I definitely would not enjoy it as much if I saw it at home. I saw Talk yeah. in theaters, uh, with George, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it, it it was after it was already out for for like three months, um. So so I'm totally glad that I saw it in theaters too, um. But yeah, like I'm I'm still planning on seeing all the MCU movies in theaters, um. Partly because my my son's into them, so so I I tend to uh, worst case scenario I can I can always go with him. But yeah, with with, with Wakanda Forever, I I'm glad that I saw it in theaters. Uh, and honestly, the big thing that I was excited about was the just uh, the, the the whole uh, uh, I guess Mesoamericanizing of of mm. Namor. Yeah, and 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 that that to me was like I don't know, but like I took my son, like my seven year old son, whose whose favorite character in all of Marvel was Black Panther. So, so I was gonna take him to see it anyway, and then just being able to take him to a movie like that, where you have this brown skinned dude um, being like this big like antihero, but the super like, but he's also like a super powered hero slash antagonist of this movie, and and I don't know, to me, be being able to show him something like that was was totally worth seeing in theaters and to, to have him see him kind of like yeah. in, in this type of situation. No man, since the moment that guy was cast as um Namor, I've been I, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've been really, I, I actually were really like against him. Not in like like where I was online and being public about it. I just did not understand the casting. But again, it's just one of those things that I'll I'll say it over and over again. Anytime they cast anybody, I don't immediately think like, oh, terrible choice, because I've been proven wrong so many times. Um, but you know, a lot of people, including myself, and you know, a lot of women, like came out of the movie just feeling so thirsty for that actor, and I understand why. <laughs> he just had he just had so much charisma, and you do want to see more of him and i guess in the comic books he's always trying to steal reed richard's uh, wife sue storm so a lot of people are already like (laughs) they already want that introduction and they want them more to interact with sue storm because you know for a fact they're going to try to play that out where he's totally going to be like trying to steal sue storm and i mean like how can you resist a man it's just like this man walks around in like underwear and it's just like built like a god so yeah (laughs) with 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 wings on his feet (laughs) yeah yeah that, that that's my, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then that's my favorite thing about it is that him being introduced as the first mutant is opening up to the whole like X-Men coming into the MCU now and all this stuff that I'm really excited about because out of all these comics, it's always been X-Men, like X-Men, X-Men, X-Men for me. Like that mm-hmm. was like my initial introduction to comics in general. Then obviously I ultimate Sp- I mean eventually ultimately Spider-Man, who still at one point even joins the the X-Men. I mean there's so many crossovers and stuff like that, but I think just another opportunity to kind of get that story refreshed again. And this is just something that's leading up to it, right? Because now we have the mention of mutants and the MCU that so far we've had like gods, monsters, like, you know, all kinds of stuff, but no mutants per se. Um, I don't know. That was pretty cool. That's kind of, again, where I kind of come back to the whole, yes, definitely. I want to see more interpretations. I don't care how many times they redo something. Like, it's great. Which reminds me of like, 
the whole Deadpool and Wolverine, like Hugh Jackman coming yeah. back to play Wolverine. Oh, yeah, like, that's, that's another thing. I'm like, thing. before that's over with, I, you know, we're going to get that again. And, you know, those, those yeah. things, those I really get really excited for because that's e- even more kind of true to, like, kind of at least to what I love more. But, yeah, it, it's <laughs> difficult. I, I think it's one of those things that I'm like, I'm going to continue with the same thing, trying to up, 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 say support movies as much as I can. But I think, yeah, it's just everything. They make it so easy not to. And then not about money. Yeah. But sometimes it's difficult. And if you just don't trust it because you're like, oh, they're, maybe they didn't do a good job. And I think, I guess, yeah, Chadwick Boseman's uh, death was just a thing that I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. But yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, still, still, still good movie. Like, I had a lot of great things. Just, again, not not super, like, overall like, crazy about it. Yeah. So, so maybe the next time we meet or, you know, we have a discussion, we should talk about something like the people, the, the movie that have been Oscar nominated, man, so that we can kind of see like maybe which ones we have seen or maybe which ones we haven't seen. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm not big into like Oscar movies, but like some of them, like I will happen to like see them, not because they were an Oscar nominated, but it was one of those movies that, you know, people were talking about or it was getting mm-hmm. attention. Like Colin Farrell was in that one movie, the, um, the one where it's like they're in that island. I don't know if you ever saw it. Oh, you were telling um, me about it. Oh, the, the Banshee. The, 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 yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. No, yeah, the, the Irish one with the, the Banshee of... Uh, in a uh, Sheeran or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was such a, like, it was a good movie. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, oh, that's, like, you know, going to be the... Like, I don't even know if it's the Oscar nominated for, like, Best Picture or anything like that. Uh, but it was a really, really good movie, and I really did enjoy that with Colin Farrow. And I think Colin Farrow, again, we've had this discussion before, but he's doing such a phenomenal, like, job just acting. Oh, yeah, I love him. So, so it's just like anytime he's like in any kind of like movie, I always just want to go watch it because I want to see his performance. And he has that one guy that we hate from killing a sacred deer, Ramon. So you oh, definitely really? got to watch that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you the really got to. Um, the guy that plays um, in that Marvel the movie. Eternals. I forget his name in the Eternals. Eternals. He's like in the Eternals. He's in um, Dunkirk. Um, if you ever go see a movie, it's called the, the the Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's when I first got introduced to that to the actor. Um, he's the Joker from the new Matt Reeves movie. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. The the, the... yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't remember his name. Well, well, I think it's more of me and Ramon have like something with with that guy. Yeah. Like, from that movie, movie, man. Just, yeah. From that movie, yeah. Like he's yeah, like yeah. can never like I can never like if I met him today, I don't think I would be able to like look at him in the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I, I think he's he's doing pretty good actually recently. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, I mean, anything else? I mean, for me, you know, I would say I watched The Force Awakens, but that was kind of like for the podcast that I just did with Brandon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you could just go and listen to the podcast, uh, which I actually did find a lot of interesting things that I was able to like pull out as far as like my interpretation of certain things that happened in the movie that maybe myself from like six years ago didn't realize or didn't put it together. Or maybe now that the trilogy has been over, I was just able to like in my head built up a better like, like canon than what we got. But again, yeah. if you want to hear my thoughts on it, just feel free to listen to that episode. No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know you about know. this, man. You, you, well, you, right, first, well, of all, first of all, Raul hates Star Wars, so it's like a foreign <laughs> oh, guy. And, and he dislikes Brandon so much, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, especially Brandon. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I, 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 I was trying to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in years. Um, I was trying to uh, rewatch it to see if I was going to be on the the podcast with you guys, but then, like, I I started watching it on on Friday night, and then I I could not separate 
the sequels from it's, from, it's, from what was happening. It, like it's, it's, I, it's hard, I, man. It's hard. Yeah, like it, it just it, it was like because I, 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 I do like her. I, I like her. Um, and and I, I I think she's super charismatic, and and I I, I could like watch her kind of play almost any role. Um, no. even except for the one with Tom Holland in that one movie with the mind thing. Oh, I never, I never saw that. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, every, me anytime, <laughs> anytime the episode kind of led and was getting too much into the last Jedi conversation, I kind of like pulled it back. But I mean, you hear, I get you, if you want to like hear just kind of like some of the thoughts, cause I would love for you to actually do listen to them and come back to me and kind of say like, you know, or even if, you know, you want to just call me and have a, you know, separate conversation, but I think we're, we're definitely going to try to do some of the other Star Wars movies, Rose. So I would hope that maybe you are a little bit more open to it. And I just say like, yeah, cause again, the, yeah. cause the TV shows have been great. I mean, Andor guys, I'm not oh, going to stop Andor talking about, incredible. I'm never, I'm never going to stop talking about Andor unless the second season comes out and it's just trash. Well, the Mandalorian's about to come out. So, and we're gonna probably yeah. be talking about that one for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to to that one. <laughs> um, well, it, unless you guys have anything else, I mean, I feel like we're we're a good spot to to yeah. end our recording. Thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, again, we'll probably be doing a recording of the Last of Us episode five, hopefully this Friday, man, because that that would be great. Again, I'm like it left me I'm in down. a really good spot for like for me immediately to just follow up that story. So I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, man. Have a good night. One.